Perfect. Welcome to the Never Stop Learning Podcast. I am your host, Wesley. And today, our guest is the beautiful Lane what? Watts. Say hello to the people. Hey, people. Hey, people. Good to see you. Hear ya. I'm really glad to have you on. Thanks. You've very quickly become one of my best friends in the world. Mm-hmm. And so much of my artistic ideas and vigor has has been helped and and surrounded and intertwined with you and our friendship and the way that that we can help each other access more open communication and and support each other's continued trust in our own intuition pretty much pretty much that's pretty much everything I'd say to you too yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've never had a relationship like this with you I never had a relationship with like with you with him oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little nervous yeah yeah but I think I'm excited for this podcast May 9th 2021 to be like the first time when you and I are stepping into this little arena I know with my little ghetto setup and we can like it's like suddenly there's someone else in the room with us yeah but we are still talking to each other like it's not different yeah like we just have to like step through the flinch of it pretty much yeah pretty much so hey guys what's up you're in the room with us now what's up (coughs) we are in LA I as you know have been traveling around and I've been here since about mid-March and I've kind of bopped around a little bit but basically I've spent the last almost two months with you besides a few weeks here and there yeah you've been visiting yeah it's been like I've never had like any kind of like friend who was kind of like transient in that way we're kind of like friends in town you know like and it's not like his flight out is you know next Saturday right yeah like I have a lot more mobility and freedom and I'm like not you're like my neighbor but like not permanently I'm not separated from the way that I can live my life by visiting where like pretty much Besides, like, a friend who lives around town. Like, it's been really fun. Yeah. And basically, I mean, I forget when I wrote this down, but I was thinking about ideas and topics that you and I have already been exploring that I think will help us to digest and and actually perhaps talk about some of the stuff we've already been doing yeah but basically i wrote down stepping into confidence (laughs) because we've totally been helping each other do that yeah and like seeing each other in a way where like sharing the way that i see you can help you to be like hell yeah oh yeah damn Totally. Wes has seen me that. And like For me, it's also like a practice in being myself because like, I feel like I said this this morning, but 
the way that I've shown up has always been a product of what other people expect of me or what the mask that I want to show to them that I think that will make them love me. Mm-hmm. Like every time I've always approached someone, it's always been like, how can I make them love me? And it's never been an authentic representation of what I am. Mm-hmm. So now being in this authentic relationship with you, it feels like I get to practice being myself in a com- in a safe space yeah in like a vacuum and it's really like transformative I feel like that's why I've grown so much yeah it, what you just said makes me think about almost like the like walking through the invisible fence of like kind of remembering the way that I looked at people who like someone who was like completely covered in tattoos or piercings or had colored hair or just was like visually going against the grain and I kind of thought like where do, where would I ever find that type of motivation it's like I kind of never right you were like felt the this urge. felt weird on me yeah I never felt the urge this feels like a costume kind of like waking up and realizing that I've like been wearing like American Eagle tees and yeah. like jeans that I don't like and just kind of acceptable stuff right. that didn't stand out that I thought looked good only because it was kind of like similar energy to what I was seeing around me even if I didn't realize it at the time I never was tapped into a part of myself that had an urge to explore the stuff that you know we need to explore if I'm going to find out if I love to wear eyeshadow Mm -hmm. or if I like my ears pierced and wearing fun earrings like there's kind of that flinch that you have to push through Mm -hmm. I mean it's another aspect of that and for me like quarantine gave me a safe place to be like yeah I don't have anyone to tell me that I'm gonna or to I wasn't putting myself in a position where I felt like having shaggy hair was something where I'd be like, I I need to clean myself up for the other people who are perceiving me. And it was such a long stretch Mm. that now I've like, I was able to emerge the other side because that was uncomfort that now I never really thought about it. Like when I'm a teacher or I'm going to an office or I was student teaching or I was singing in the concert in college choir where I just felt like if I'm shaggy I'm like an eyesore almost Mm. and that's just ingrained in you from what like your parent your grandparent like someone who just what culture telling you like when you leave the house like oh you better go get a haircut like you don't want to be perceived as someone of a lower class you don't want to be perceived as someone who doesn't take care of themselves you don't want to be what is what is it would be like there would start to be a point where i would have like almost like passive aggressive comments of like you're getting shaggy and then i it would be like before i had looked at it in a negative way and then all of the aspects of long hair i then associated with they're right this is something to be changed Right, and you can apply that to all of the things that all we have things. we have like held on to that we don't need. All of the arbitrary like boxes and 
things. Yeah, that kind of leads into the next thing that I wrote down, which is advocating for our boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty big. Pretty freaking big. And I think that goes in, it's like, ties into what we were just saying. It's like, how do I, like, who is in charge of teaching us what our boundaries are? Like, so much of what we learn is to be, like, kind of, like, make sure you show up in the environment in the acceptable way. Right. So, like, put on, like, don't wear your, your like, ratty jeans to Sunday church service because, mm -hmm. not because my family looked at it negatively, but because they didn't want other families to be talking bad about us right. and be like, why aren't they dressed up? Like, literally, it was, like, super subtle. Fully. Yeah, it's this uh, this need to like prove yourself to your peers. Yeah, or or just like don't stand out negatively. Right. Because we don't want to deal with or being yeah, I don't know. We in this like the way that we are raised is very very narrow. And anything that deviates from that like status quo is like ostracized and shamed because based on the principle that we cannot have that and so it's like if everybody else can't have it then you can't have it so you're the bad one for having it's, long hair yeah. because we can't have long I, I have to go get a haircut every weekend it's like you limiting. asshole lazy it's ass so have limiting. to you know what I mean so that's like the energy but because we're all just perpetuating those same conditional, like, cultural, arbitrary rules because we think they keep us safe. We think they give us, like, order. And in a lot of ways, in organized religion, those things have kept us, like, we think they, keep, they, we think they literally save us. Yeah. Yeah, I think even then... If I got to a point where I'm like, I, I like having longer shaggy hair, I want to grow it out, but it's at a point where it looks bad and I would need to go into a salon and ask to get a cut that would be like preparing it to grow longer in a good way. And I never knew what to say or who to ask or how to do it. So I just would say, I'll just go get a two guard buzz it wow because i knew how to ask for that right it's just not ever wanting to step outside of that comfort zone yeah and the next thing i wrote is open communication yeah pretty good pretty good what you've done has really helped me by like sensing and calling me out when I'm like trying to skirt an uncomfort or I'm like re having a reactive response to something that makes me uncomfortable or mm -hmm. something that brings up shame or something that I've done wrong where then it's like my tendency is to like hide it and pretend and deny almost yeah. sometimes like that's like so fucked up the shame of it it's just it's, like it that's really immediately is, yeah. it's just like you put up the walls of shame of like don't look at this and we're i think 
really getting good at like I, because I'm getting to know you so well I'm getting really good at noticing when you are like off yeah and it's just like um, like we talked about it this morning it was a good moment of like no, like I think it was the first time I had ever no, like been able to bring it up to you a way in which you were kind of like in your head yeah Which is different than the West that I know, who's like interacting with me. If you're in your head, it's like open communication, me asking you what's up, you know? And like the the thing that's keeping you from telling me what's up is just shame. Exactly. And like in so many other situations, I, I wouldn't and haven't felt like safe to open up and just kind of be like nothing's wrong what's fine like let's do it like I wouldn't even want to analyze the feeling of you know when when I feel like insecure or like like nervous or shame or or that kind of wanting to hide even the reaction to something that I've done or a situation I like now am like thankful that you have time a few times now like reached out your hand to be like hey dude (laughs) it's okay Mm -hmm. and you're kind of able to say like come back and that's like jarring for me to hear because I want to be defensive and be like I'm right here but then I can absolutely tell that it's like my ego frantically like building up these old walls that they're that I'm like accustomed to having Mm -hmm. around me and it's like I kind of like stop and like cover myself up in silence while I'm like kind of building up trying to deny this part of thing that is like bringing up this uncomfort and that feels like Ah, naked like mm-hmm. people aren't supposed to see that like I'm trying to show the best part and the growth part and the mm-hmm. improvement part like oh wow yeah yeah <laughs> I don't want to show the darky shadows that mm. the, the crying where I feel embarrassed right where you're like I didn't I, I thought I was I thought I wasn't like this anymore I thought I wasn't like this anymore like I'm not, I haven't followed through. I let someone down. I did it again. Like, and, and all even of that me is, saying what's up elicits that shame in you. Like, it almost gets you to put up. And that's why it's like communication is hard. Yeah. Because yeah. It, me saying, and especially I have to be so careful. That's why all of us have to be so careful in the yeah. way that we, like, communicate with each other. Because it's like, if I'm coming at you, like, like I did, kind of in a way that was like, and because we're so comfortable with each other you know we love each other unconditionally so it's not like I'm like coming at you or anything but I I was like what's up I don't remember even what I said but the way that I was confronting you probably seemed to you like I was basically saying like why are you so quiet you might have said like where are you yeah that's like an interesting way of of like sending in like 
not prying, but mm-hmm. it's just like sending in like the desire to connect and just and also expresses what I your, sorry, feel, which is yeah. loneliness. You know, like why do I want you to be here? And how is it that I, yeah, like being here right next to you, still with the ability to like retreat away mm-hmm. because of how I'm so accustomed to that. It's like usually like vroom, retreat in, don't even deal with it, hide it, or at the very most like go like fume or deal with it like in the safety of being alone Mm -hmm. yeah and then so often that has been a place where I'm where I like let myself say whatever I want and be like fuck me if I just kind of let it go and don't don't really notice it or catch it or just kind of press play and just and because those are the classic things that have been written in your mind and so they're going to play the quickest as soon as you like start playing that story that you keep writing yeah it's like those messages are going to play as quickly it's like i took the pen out of your hand (laughs) by being like yeah where are you because you were going down this spiral of thought of Mm -hmm. i'm not good enough whatever kind of thing of imposter syndrome yeah you were thinking of and and it's we trick ourselves we really do trick ourselves like it creeps in there you don't know it's not you that's that's convincing you otherwise totally and so you have to like pull the pin out of your hand and say I'm going to stop writing the story of telling myself that I'm not responsible telling myself that I'm not Mm. all of these things that because they're just excuses for the things we actually want they're excuses for reasons why we don't have the things we want maybe yeah Wow. Because we're learning that we can have all the things we want. And that's really terrifying mm-hmm. if someone comes up to you and says, this is the life you have and you actually can do what you want. It's a lot of pressure. So I think it's normal for us to be like, ah, can I? Do I? Is this? Or like... Or what comes to mind for me would be like, which is so classic to me, which would be to say, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you saying that I haven't been doing it? I've been trying, okay? Like, that would be like feeling like hurt or needing to defend right, the fact too, that I yeah. know I'm trying. Right. Because like, wow. like, what, what else are we doing if yeah, not trying? Yeah. But also... <laughs> the same time like I, I can't like whitewash m- my my history and to be like I haven't always tried at all sure yeah. that's okay like so it's interesting what is trying trying to what, what are, trying to be happy trying I to I mean what? honestly 
Yeah, that's like crazy to think about. Trying to do the things in your life that will make you happy. Yeah, because it's true. It's like we're told that we're going to have to sacrifice our happiness for, for capitalism. We're told that we need to sacrifice our daily freedoms for like, you know, dividing our life into the working and the playing. And I've never really thought about this totally. And I, I've spent a lot of phases in my life where the joy and like the dopamine that I had access to was the the stuff I would buy for myself every day. Whether it be a, a frozen pizza or an eighth of weed or Dude, that's classic a naked capitalism. juice. A naked juice. It was just like I have had so much time where I'm like, I need something to make me happy. I need to be playing the game, watching the show, right. getting to the high, like all of that stuff. Right. That's just a, it's like running away from what life really is. And that's just like the beautiful thing that I'm coming to realize is I moved to LA, still an attempt to run away from my life. Like not, I mean, not, not, not fully. Like I feel like I was definitely in pursuit of some dreams, but definitely not. I would spend a year working before I woke up and realized that like I don't have to do this. Yeah. Like I can live my life in exactly playing the way that I want to play. And I can make money doing those things. Yeah. And they don't have to be my like gotta go into my job. Right. Like I thought post-grad that I would just have to go to my job every day and that was going to be the rest of my life and it's isn't kinda, that what we all think yeah and it's kind of like this is what all of our life has been leading towards like spending the first 20 years preparing to be the best employee we can be and it's a clinging to safety and I think now because of the pandemic and because of all the chaos I some of so many of us are seeing that like that safety is fake like that that safety net of like my husband my kids my job my tv show i watch every night my ice cream i eat by every weekend like all of those things can't truly keep us safe there are like these things that we cling to because they make us happy they make us feel like consistent yeah. they make us i mean not that they like there's nothing wrong with having a family and children like that's beautiful yeah aspiration but if those are the only things that give your life meaning, I don't have an ending sentence, but I hope I made my point. Yeah. And I think like, it's hard to you know, in learning all the things that we want to advocate for, for our autonomy, for like our boundaries, for our passions, for like being able to spend the money, our money the way we want, like the stuff that we all kind of like, we can do, but it feels like overcoming judgment of our parents, judgment of the people, like having to explain ourselves for every single thing can be a reason that we continue to stay in a lane where it's like I'm just here and I have to tell my whole family about all the changes I'm doing it's easier this way and I do need the money and there's like a million 
Yeah. Where is that that? And it fits in with the puzzle piece that was like that we kind of built up as children too to be like, well, this is a part of it, I guess. Adult right. puzzle piece, like this is this is what I life went is. Went to college to be. Now I have the job for my career. Literally, the game of life, the board game. It's like swear, is that not like bruh. the the whole like? That's a joke, right? Like the game of life, it's very self-aware, right? It's like maybe so it's not. funny if it's like so funny now. Actually, thinking about that, right? Like, get married, two let's, kids. Like, let's like the game of life. Let's like ingrain these very specific milestones, pattern, milestones into the masses. Literally, yeah. Of like a whole generation of and kids. this is what you, this is what your meaning. This is what a life of meaning. Dude, even the way when it gets into, like, it even, like, gives you a salary and shit. Right. Like, bro, you're like, I want a bigger salary. That's In so this game fucked. so I can have, I can live in the better neighborhood. Yeah. Bro. And then that's, because that's, does that make you, like, farther along in the game? When you have I more money? I don't remember how the game works. I don't even know, but it's like a board. You, like, get to the end But first. I knew there were different, yeah, there are definitely milestones and you, like, get more people in your little car. Like, have a bigger family because, like, if you have more money, have more kids. If you have more money, get a bigger house. Mm-hmm. Get more stuff to fill in your house. Yeah. Like, oops, you, like, <laughs> you cheated on your taxes. Got to go back 10 spaces. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. What? And so, so much of just releasing all of that conditioning is just a return to, like, play for me. Because it's Swear. like, what... If that's not what I want, what the fuck do I want? Because you told me I want to get married and have a family and live in a house and watch TV every night when I was, like, 11. So, like, what have what else have I dreamed about? And I have had other dreams. Like, that's why I'm here. But it was under the... under the, And it's funny because it's, like, my, my true self had all these beautiful dreams and, like... I know I'm so powerful because I'm here and I made them happen despite my conditioning, thinking that the whole time I was just looking for like a career and uh, and a husband. Mm. Stable career, going to a job every day where I make enough money and I find someone who loves me. Now my life feels like it can be so much larger than those things. Yeah. So much larger. Seriously. Through all of college, I was like, uh, is that what post-grad is like? Seeing all these people get married, I was like, is that what? Uh, I kind of flaked out by that. Yeah. Because it's like, what do y'all do every night? And like, more power do if you love your spouse. That's beautiful. But if you are bored with your life, that means something. You're meant for more. And like, being bored with your life... The way that we do that is we add all of the things that are in the game of life. Add a kid, add a dog, add a vacation house, add like the side thing. Distractions. Start, start, go get the riding lawnmower. Right. (laughs) Pretty good. And then like. You know, it's like so much of it can be like, you know, we need, I need my job because we got to pay to live and and like, I want to be able to then go do the leisure fun things to go spend the weekend at the lake and 
that type of stuff that I like am familiar with from kind of a suburban culture right of like somebody in my friend group's parent had a lake house all the time I was free every now and then mm-hmm. like it I was like a part of that and just seeing how when that can be up on the wall mm-hmm. of like someday right like that's why I'm going to go study finance because I want because oh I God, went to totally. my parents lake house when I was a kid and totally. so I think so many of us in like this I mean, and it's really what I know. I think that's the only surefire way to get those things, those material things that means safety and happiness for us. And it's funny because it's like all we want, all we're searching for, if all we're searching for is to fucking be in a hot tub, why are we going to our jobs all day to one day be able to own a hot tub when you could have that experience of being in a hot you could find that experience not as a rich person yeah you could be free to live that experience of luxury of luxuriously enjoying your life without tangibly having a beach house it's like those things are the roadblocks that we put up to make us feel good about not enjoying our lives yeah it just makes me think about how I like the argument of still like people in poverty are still working full time jobs right it's like and that's systemic yeah and so I'm like it's not. I certainly don't feel like I'm existing outside of that system. We're definitely. But it's ex- like I didn't grow up being aware of its weight, and it certainly had, I don't know, less weight on me, maybe, but also not. I don't know. Right. I mean, like the way that privilege plays into it is like a full eight other doors of conversation. Yeah. Totally. Hmm. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I think I got a text from Sarah Grace. That's pretty good. I'm happy to uh, have, like, gotten day one out of the way. You know, like, first day at a new job, it's like, where's the bathroom? Yeah. I mean, that's not actually how it feels. I just mean... No, but we're like, how do we... Yeah, how do we talk like, together And we wanted to, camera t- to talk for a long time, and... We have, obviously. We just had to step through the uncomfy bit of pressing record and being like... It's going to be what it's going to be. And what it be is, like, really true and dope because that's, like, what our vibe is. <laughs> I agree. True and dope vibe. True and dope. Um, so as we end every podcast, Lane... I'll say much love. You'll say never stop learning. And then we'll both say bye. (laughs) Cute. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening. Much love. Never stop learning. Bye. Bye.